I'm Joe Reed. It's Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. Founder of Audiophile, Robin Witten is with me, and we are kicking off June, which is Audiobook Month. And we begin with an announcement from Audiophile for the 2021 Golden Voices. I know who they are. Share them. (laughs) All right. We are going to celebrate Cassandra Campbell, Michael Crouch, and Sonila Nankani with a Golden Voice Lifetime Achievement Award. Now, I want to do some backtracking about Golden Voices. Just one more time, explain to us what it means to be a Golden Voice and how you came up with this award. Right. Well, we'll be talking about these narrators all week. So we can we can definitely talk about how we, we got the idea of Golden Voices. We listen to so many really great audio performances all the time and have for nearly 30 years. But there are voices that truly stand out and are so memorable in, I think, in every listener's consciousness of of what they've heard. And, you know, there are narrators who have given uh, a lifetime of work, either their whole lifetime or a considerable amount of their careers with a dedication to the art of audiobook narration that is really exceptional. And, you know, we thought that we should celebrate them, call them out, make sure that listeners always know that if they come to one of these narrators, they will have an exceptional listening experience. Right. I think to be a golden voice, it's not that you've had one or two or three really spectacular narrations. Pretty much people can count on the fact that if you're narrating that book, it's really going to be a good good performance. Absolutely. And they're very versatile. I think that's one of the things that I always think of as we start to think about new golden voices is how much range of types of audiobooks have narrators done. Have they done children's books? Have they done literary fiction? Have they done the genres, you know, and are good at all of that? There are more than 30 audiobook narrators who have this golden voice accolade. Well, what Robin and I thought we would do is later on in the week, we're going to take a day and talk about Cassandra and Sunila and Michael. But we thought we would think about people who have been named golden voices who really opened up audiobooks for us in a way that was just spectacular. So Robin, you go first. Okay. So I, you know, I'm looking at all of these, I could talk about all of the golden voices, but I've, I've chosen Simon Preble because I distinctly remember painting my kitchen in 1990 and listening to Simon read one of Dick Francis's horse racing mysteries. I mean, I listened to a clip just a little while ago. We'll hear it. And it was as if I was back, you know, 30 years. It was extraordinary. His voice transported me. At that point, I was just beginning to listen a little bit. And I I realized that this art form was really magical. And it was one of the things that started me 
looking into audiobooks, writing about audiobooks, and then starting Audiophile. It's, it's extraordinary. And, and his voice is very distinctive. You can hear it. And I don't know, he has, there's something about the way Simon just keeps the narrative going. I feel like I'm always on the edge of my seat when he's narrating. Yes, I think he, whether it's a British mystery, of which he's done so many, romance. I mean, there are romance listeners who, if I just mention one of Stephanie Lauren's Sinster series, they swoon because Simon did all of those. You know, he did. He can have a really swoony voice, too. He does. But he always seems to have impeccable timing and the most perfect emphasis on what the author has intended you to, you know, pick up on so that you know exactly what's, what is important. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, what do you, what do you have for us to listen to? So I have a selection from one of Dick Francis's earliest horse racing mysteries called Break In. This puts me back in my kitchen in 1990. (laughs) Okay, this is Break In by Dick Francis, read by Golden Voice, Simon Preble. I'd ridden him in his three-year-old hurdles, his first races and over hurdles at four, five and six. I'd ridden him in his novice steeplechases at seven and through his prime at eight and nine. He tolerated me when he felt like it, and I knew his every mean move. At ten, he was still an unpredictable rogue, and as clever a jumper as a cat. He'd won thirty-eight races over the years, and I'd ridden him in all but one. Twice, to my fury, he had purposefully dropped his shoulder and dislodged me in the parade ring. Three times we had fallen together on landing, he each time getting unhurt to his feet and departing at speed with indestructible legs, indestructible courage, indestructible will to win. I loved him and hated him, and he was, as usual, starting favourite. Ah, what a voice. It's really, it's so so distinctive and memorable. And, you know, I was thinking there are two, two things that happened recently that made me think of brilliant performances by Simon. And one was Susanna Clark's book, Piranesi, which won the 2021 Audiobook of the Year. But Simon did her previous book, which was Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Oh my God, that book is a huge book. And so I remember that performance. And then the same thing happened with the new Ishiguru title, Clara and the Sun, because his previous book is The Remains of the Day, which was brilliantly done by Simon Preble. I remember that so vividly. I can I can tell you where I was when I listened to The Remains of the Day. Yeah. So, the, you know, these experiences with performances by Golden Voices are, you know, transformative, I think, this one for me. So the person I chose, the Golden Voice I chose to honor today is Barbara Caruso, who is without doubt one of the narrators who introduced me to audiobooks. And I think Barbara was the narrator that made me realize that for me with audiobooks, it's important to choose the voice rather than the author. And I remember distinctly because I was getting audiobooks. This was back in the day. They were on cassettes. 
Um, and I was getting them from the library and would just go and look for her name. And, you know, in the library at that time, anyway, the audio books were categorized by authors. <laughs> this is useless to me. You know, who's, who's speaking it? Where is Barbara? Yes, right. And, you know, in thinking about her voice, it first of all, there is just the quality of her voice. I simply love the way she sounds. But she also has an emotional connection with the work that is subtle as well as authentic, mm. but mm. it's so subtle. And I find that underplaying in some ways of emotions really opens up the space for me to be able to feel things more deeply. Hmm. Yes. You know, and she also underplays, If and I'm not even sure that's the right word, but she does this technically as well. She's really good at accents, but again, there's such a delicacy to them. You know, she's not broguing your ear off, but, you know, she's suggesting it. For me, her narration of Under the Tuscan Sun, every time I say the word Parmigiano, and I eat a lot of Italian food, Robin, I say it often, <laughs> I hear her voice in my mind. Yeah, really. Yeah. And as you said, her range, you know, her range, her range is extraordinary. I mean, all of Louisa May Alcott's, I think, social science books like The Human Age, Maeve Binchy, she was great with Maeve Binchy. Oh, beautiful. Yes, I remember. Yeah. Last March, she narrated one of the stories in the best science fiction of the year. Wonderful. But in all of them, you really hear an emotional intelligence as well as a distinctive pacing that really is true to the book, but enhances the listening experience. Mm -hmm. And I think we can really hear this in her Audi nominated performance of Joan Didion's The Year of Magical Thinking. Oh, yes. Let's listen to a bit of that. Yeah. It's really, really good. This is Barbara Caruso narrating The Year of Magical Thinking by Joan Didion. In outline, it is now, as I begin to write this, the afternoon of October 4th, 2004. Nine months and five days ago, at approximately nine o'clock on the evening of December 30th, 2003, my husband, John Gregory Dunn, appeared to, or did, experience at the table where he and I had just sat down to dinner in the living room of our apartment in New York, a sudden massive coronary event that caused his death. Our only child, Quintana, had been for the previous five nights unconscious in an intensive care unit at Beth Israel Medical Center's Singer Division, at that time a hospital on East End Avenue. It closed in August 2004, more commonly known as Beth Israel North or the Old Doctor's Hospital where what had seemed a case of December flu, sufficiently severe to take her to an emergency room on Christmas morning, had exploded into pneumonia and septic shock. This is my attempt to make sense of the period that followed, weeks and then months that cut loose any fixed idea I had ever had about death, about illness, about probability and luck, about good fortune and bad, about marriage and children and memory, about grief about the ways in which people do and do not deal with the fact that life ends, about the shallowness of sanity, about life itself. You know, the way she uses her breathing, just that, you know, it's like, it's a suggestion of a sigh. It's not even a half sigh. It's just a sigh that's almost there, but not quite. 
it's such a combination of subtlety and emotion. And again, there's every sense the author is simply telling you Mm -hmm. what is going on. Of course, there's nothing simple about it. And I swear to God, I fell in love with Barbara all over again, getting ready for this. I agree. I I agree. She's so wonderful. Well, the performances by Golden Voice narrators are so memorable as we've (laughs) been talking about, but also they endure. So, you know, Mm -hmm. right now the year of magical thinking is uh, getting a lot of attention. The Dick Francis's mysteries are going to be new to someone who's never listened to one before or any of the other of Simon's titles. I mean, these, all of the golden voice narrators have a backlist and what we call an audiography of amazing performances. And I think that's one of the things that I'd like to be sure that we encourage all this month is that listeners seek out these golden voice narrators and listen to something that maybe they hadn't you know, thought about before, just to experience this, uh, these exceptional performances. And we're also welcoming our new golden voices, Cassandra Campbell, Michael Crouch, and Sunila Nankani. And we'll talk about each of them in turn, as I said, and then there's an extended interview with each of them. And there's more about them on social media too, correct? That's right. We're, we, you know, this is all golden voices all month long our new celebrants. And then, so we were introducing a little bit about each one of their performances and their work. And then we're also kind of saying, remember your favorites, Julia Whalen and Eduardo Ballerini, Bonnie Turpin, Robin Miles and Simon Vance. I mean, we have such a uh, a star-filled month of uh, audiobook narrators to talk about. And people can find the complete list of audiophiles' golden voices, including videos and interviews and samples of their audiobooks at audiophilemagazine.com slash golden dash voice. That's it. You, there's, there are worse ways to spend your days, folks, than listening to these people, let me tell you, because they are really pretty fabulous. Well, it's a it's a great challenge for listeners to think about discovering one of these brilliant narrators each day in June. And tomorrow, we'll talk about Cassandra Campbell. We will. Okay. Robin, thank you so much. This was fun. Yes. We'll talk tomorrow. Today's episode of Behind the Mic is brought to you by Oasis Audio, publisher of the Edgar Rice Burroughs Authorized Library, featuring Tarzan, John Carter of Mars, and more. I'm Joe Reed. Talk to you tomorrow. 